Welcome to Roadmap to One Million. My name is Stacey Zeal, and if you're looking to make more money, gain your time back, and rapidly grow your visibility so that you can impact way more people with your brilliance, you're in the right place. This podcast is your one-stop shop for turning your online business dreams into a reality. My main goal is to give women entrepreneurs just like you the marketing strategies, guidance, and expert insights you need to hit that million-dollar milestone and beyond. Whether you're a coach, a consultant, or an online brand that wants to make a big impact, Roadmap to One Million gives you the actionable strategies and inspiration you need so that you can implement right away, no fluff, no fuss. So CEO, are you ready to buckle up and accelerate your growth? Be sure to follow the show and let's dive in. Get ready to uncover your Roadmap to One Million. Hey y'all, welcome to the Roadmap to One Million podcast. My name is Stacy, and if you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. On this show, we talk all things marketing. We talk about strategy. We talk about all the things that you need to know as a business owner to really take your business to that next level. And so if you are aligned with that mission, if you are a mission, if you're an entrepreneur on the rise or have a company that you're trying to grow, you definitely want to make sure you're following the show. And if you are seasoned, if you have been here before, thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate y'all listening to the show. I appreciate you sharing. So make sure that if you're sharing it on, if you're sharing the podcast on social, if you hear something in this episode or any episode, episode that you like, make sure you're tagging me on social because I would love to be able to repost that um, and see what y'all think about the show. So definitely make sure you're tagging me at stacyzeal.co on all the different platforms. So today we have a guest. And as you can tell by the title, we are going to be talking about messaging. And messaging is something that is so essential and so foundational to marketing that I'm so excited to have um, Henry Adasso on here and he is going to talk all things, all things messaging. But before we get into his, uh, before we get into him, his, his questions, let me read his bio. So, um, fueled by coffee and hip hop. I love that. <laughs> when I read your bio earlier, I read, I love that. Oh, so fueled by coffee and hip hop. Henry Adasso is award-winning transformative marketing leader with 17 years of elbow grease. A former music journalist. He is a natural storyteller and an innovative marketer. Before finding his home in marketing, Henry honed his knack for storytelling as a music journalist, writing for Vibe, LA Weekly, MTV.com, and the Houston Press. Henry built his first music site from scratch to over 3 million hits per month. Yes, love that. Um, Henry has worked for the likes of RockAware and Apple Music and is currently the head of marketing for CMEX USA. Nicknamed the marketing quarterback, Henry is the author of three best-selling books, and his latest book is called The Art of Messaging. So welcome to the show, Henry. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for that generous introduction, Stacey, and thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to have you here. So we connected at the Marketing for the Culture um, Summit that was yes. in Houston um, back in the end of May, early June, and... It was fantastic. You know, Henry moderated a, a panel and um, I spoke at the conference about Facebook ads. And so on this show, I love to bring on people who I can one talk marketing with because today y'all make sure y'all have y'all pins because you got some marketers in the room who are going to talk marketing. Um, and I love to really just like uh, connect with people who are doing great things, who have great products, who have, you know, Henry has a book that we're going to talk about um, in a bit, but Tell me a little bit about, or tell us about your journey from, in your words, your journey in your words, from being a music journalist to becoming the marketing quarterback. Yeah, so you mentioned the marketing for the summit, marketing for the culture summit, uh, where you spoke um, so brilliantly about 
about how to elevate your game with social media ads and Facebook ads in particular. And that was where I started as a marketer was social media. So that was that was one that I didn't want to miss. Um, my first full time job as a marketer was as a social media manager for Rockaware. And what happened at the time was that both of my worlds combined. So I, I'm a music kid. I love hip hop. I love music. And and I also had a passion for storytelling and and for journalism in particular at the time. And so that Rockaway gig gave me an opportunity to combine my passion for music with my passion for storytelling as a social media manager working for a brand that was founded by a music music legend in my in my book. So so that was the beginning. And I think the more I the more of that kind of job that I did at the time, it, the more I realized that that's really where I, I wanted to play initially. So it was pretty much a, a journey of discovery. I began my career as a writer and then moved into marketing. And when I was writing initially, I was writing about music. I didn't realize that at the time that the skills that I was developing as a music journalist, that those skills would ultimately translate to marketing. But that's what ended up happening is that I realized that you know, as a journalist, you're trying to tell a story. And as a marketer, we're going to talk about messaging. You're trying to tell a story about a brand. So that's where it started for me. And we can delve into any of that in any direction you want. Um, there's lots and lots of fun things we can talk about when it comes to that trans transformation from journalism to marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that connection because... So much of marketing, as you mentioned, is storytelling. And I think that we didn't really actually realize that or call it that when I first started in marketing. It was it was more so, you know, like talking to your customers and things like that. But like I feel like storytelling has become a word, at least the way to describe it and, and calling it storytelling and marketing is something that's very recent. And so tell us about when we talk, when we mention, when we talk about messaging and storytelling, what does that even actually mean? And why is that important for us as these next level CEOs that listen to this podcast? Why is it important for us to pay attention to messaging in 2023 if we want to grow our business? It's super important. It's especially now. And the reason why it's important is because back in the 70s and 80s, the average U.S. adult saw about 500 to 700 messages per day. Today, that number is anywhere from 5,000 to 10,000 messages per day. So if you think about all of the messages that are coming at you from emails to text messages, companies using SMS to social media, the billboards you still see on the roads, the the message on the back of the cereal box, the late night infomercials, direct mail, it's a lot. And it's more difficult to stand out. At the same time, we're also sending over 330 billion emails per day. At the same time, we're all exhausted because, <laughs> because inbox zero is is no longer a thing. It's not possible anymore to keep up. So at the same time, attention is now the scarcest resource of our time. And 
layered on top of all of this is the evolution of the marketing channels that we've all come to know and love over the last 20 years. They're changing rapidly. If you think about social media, which is where I started, as I mentioned earlier, I and a small group of people were responsible for pioneering social as a marketing channel way, way back in the day. I won't tell you how far back because I don't want to date myself. And we watched the social media organic engagement go from 80% to 0.03% on some channels. So social has evolved rapidly. It's purely almost entirely pay for play with the exception of maybe LinkedIn and TikTok. And those are two very niche audiences. So you look at SEO and algorithm changes are more frequent and Google is now completely eradicating any, any sort of generic search phrases that businesses might have benefited from in the past. Then you look at content marketing. Well, generative AI will eat your lunch, your, your content marketing for, for lunch because it can spit out more content faster than humans can. So all of these things are changing. And the one thing that we still have as marketers as an effective tool is our messaging, our ability to tell a story, which is essentially what a message is. It's a story. And so we need to get better at that because there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of competition. And frankly, it's one of the only tools that still works today. So it's super important. Now, the other reason why it's important is because we are, it's, it's tempting for us to assume that people buy from us because of the quality of our products and services. And the thinking goes, well, if I tout my product well enough, and if I stand at the top of the mountains and, and yell clearly and loudly how great my product is, and I spread my, this, this message far and wide, everybody will flock and buy from me. And it turns out that's not actually why people buy. People buy because of a story, the story that they tell themselves about the product. And so we buy based on our emotion, and then we justify that purchase with logic. And this all points us back to storytelling. Are you a CEO with an amazing one-to-many offer who's tired of creating endless amounts of content that is not helping you hit your high revenue goals? Well, look no further than Maximize with Ads. Maximize with Ads is designed to help you exponentially increase your sales, rapidly grow your visibility, and gain your time back by leveraging the power of Facebook and Instagram ads. From developing a, a scalable Facebook ad strategy to setting up your tech to targeting the right audiences and creating irresistible ads, we've got you covered. Plus, our private support community is always available to answer your questions and provide personalized feedback. If you're ready to stop spending all your valuable CEO time creating endless amounts of content and start executing a leveraged strategy that allows you to travel the world, pay for private school, or start living the life you started your business to live in the first place, then head over to MaximizeWithAds.com to enroll. Visit MaximizeWithAds.com to learn more and get started today. All right, let's jump back into the episode. I love that. Y'all, so many gems were dropped. I couldn't write fast enough. So <laughs> let me recap a couple, pull out a couple of things that you said, because such is such a great point. When you said that there were like, we were receiving 5,000 to 10,000 messages a day, that is insane, right? And so listing all of the ways that we receive messaging, we don't realize that we are seeing all of these different things where our brains are inputting all of these different things throughout the day. And 
our attention is scarce. I love that you also pointed that out that like, you know, attention is the scarcest resource of our time. And that's so true because our attention spans are shrinking and, you know, attention spans of our consumers are shrinking as well, right? So the way we buy, how we buy, why we buy, you know, how fast we make decisions, all of that is changing. But the thing that stays consistent and the thing that I think also um, is interesting, I think, and this may be a little bit meta to say, but I think the thing that is interesting is that as we receive more messages as the world gets more crowded, as the wor world gets more loud, right? It's so, 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 so much more noise happening. We see our tools like AI, you know, AI and all that kind of stuff helping us to keep up with the volume. But we see consumers want messaging. Consumers want connection. Consumers want community. Consumers want to feel like that a brand that they are supporting actually hears them and sees them and can solve their problem. And so people are making decisions a lot more carefully. Um, and I believe that when you think about storytelling, it definitely helps to put, you know, helps with those stories that you mentioned that people are telling themselves about a product because that's so, that's so spot on about how people buy. It's not just because, okay, this product makes the most sense, right? That's not how people buy anymore. You know, even, I don't even, you know, I, I wouldn't even know if we know if there ever was a time when people buy purely on logic and, lo and logic alone, because there's always this kind of emotional connection. But even so, even more so today, I think that's so much more important because of how crowded the landscape is, because of how much noise is out there. And so, that is such a great a great point um, to to make, and I also love that you also mentioned that you know pay to play that we're in a pay to play world. Like you know, as we see in our social media, we are in a pay to play world. And so, if y'all haven't grabbed my course, if you haven't actually figured out how to or, you know thought about Facebook ads and how to you know stand out on those platforms, you definitely need to go listen to some other episodes where I talk more about Facebook ads. But I love all that you said, and that's it's such a such a great um, way to kick off the conversation and helping us to understand why it's so important. So let's talk about a little bit about why, I mean, what are some of the mistakes that we make as online brands when it comes to messaging or what are some of the things, some of the things that you see out there that people may have, you know, good intentions of getting their message out there, but it's not, but they're, it's not being clearly communicated. What are some of those mistakes people make when it comes to messaging? Before I answer that, I just want to make sure that people don't miss what you've just said, which is, yes, there's a lot of noise. Yes, there's a lot of competition. Yes, we're all tired of all the noise and we're all inundated. But at the same time, as you just pointed out, this is actually a great opportunity because because of the noise, we now have an opportunity. Those of us that, that do this work and do it effectively have an opportunity to actually rise above the noise if we understand what people are seeking, which is connection which is authenticity and community, something that stops time for them. So I just want to make sure I acknowledge that, that this is actually a great opportunity and a great time for people to become more effective storytellers. Uh, and, you know, things like your course and the content that you've been putting out can help you level your game. So, so that's important to note. Now, as far as the messaging mistakes that I see, I think the biggest one is, um, it's twofold. One is, uh, people focus too much on the products and services that they have to offer. Customers don't want a product or service. They want a solution. And so it's very tempting to tout the descriptive aspects of what we have to sell. I always 
liked the way that Beats by Dre came to market with their with the headphones, they they didn't say we have beautiful colorways for for these headphones, uh, great bass production, and it's portable. All of these things are true, but they didn't lead with those things because they are descriptive. They led with hear music the way your favorite artist does, the way I do, Dr. Dre. All of a sudden, everybody wanted to buy because they led with the transformation that was available to the audience. So I think one of the biggest mistakes and opportunities is to not lead with the description, but to lead with the transformation. What is the problem that your product or service is going to solve for people? Nobody buys ibuprofen because they like the way it tastes or that it's the color is white and it's a pill and it goes, you don't buy it for those reasons. Those are descriptive elements. You buy it because you want to make the headache go away. So the message, the leading message should be say goodbye to headaches. I saw an ad in the magazine recently that said, I'm paraphrasing something along the lines of you only get 18 summers with your kids, make them count. I have no idea what they're selling, but I was ready to buy buy whatever they're selling because it got my attention. It didn't focus on how great, I think it was some sort of summer vacation service, but it didn't focus on how how many packages they have available in that service and, and, and what they offer. It led with a transformative outcome for the audience. I'll give you one last example because I like using examples. Airlines. Luxury airline services don't say, you know, come to the airport, you're going to go through TSA and, and, and they'll uh, search you up and down and then you're going to wait in long lines and, and you'll be in a petri dish with other human beings and then, you know, finally you get on the plane to go where you're going. If they led with that, nobody would get on the plane, right? But they lead with things like, or at least they should lead with things like, be first in line or wake up on the beach. Again, this is the transformative outcome for the audience. I think that's the opportunity for us. And that's also a mistake that I see often. The second one is that we sometimes focus on everyone, everyone within the market or or too broad of, of an audience. And what we really need to do is to focus on an audience of one. Rather than assuming that everybody is in the market for what we have to sell, we need to visualize the one person who is the ideal customer that we would like to get in front of and use them as an avatar for everybody else and speak directly to them. When people feel like you're talking to them, whether it's in your email, your podcast, or your video, they feel like it's a one-to-one conversation, they're more likely to receive that conversation. And everybody else in the audience is more likely to receive that conversation I always see email newsletters that say, hey, y'all. And I kind of imagine all of the recipients huddled together reading the, the newsletter, which never <laughs> happens, right? It's just, just one person reading it one, one at a time. So again, focus on, on an audience of one. Mm-hmm. I love that. Those are such great, um, great mistakes and then also great ways to counter that. So to recap that, first mistake was focusing on the products and services or like the features, right? Like the features of what you're selling, like, oh, you get templates, you get scripts, you get these, da, 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 da. Um, But pivoting that language from here are all the things that you get to this is the transformation that you're going to experience, right? Like, you know, and then 
and then like the second the, the second mistake that you mentioned is like focusing on everyone or or trying to be too broad with your targeting. And I love that you mentioned an audience of one because that's also what I teach in my workshops when I'm talking about Facebook ads is that just because like I have these um, principles of creating successful Facebook ads. And one of the principles is um, when you speak to everybody, you speak to nobody. And that's even though you can reach millions and millions of people with Facebook, at the end of the day, one person is looking at the ad, one person is going to your landing page, one person is consuming your content, one person is actually buying from you. And so you have to start to really just speak directly to one person. And I think that sometimes we get a little afraid to exclude people. Um, but as we were talking about at the top of the conversation, there's so much messaging out there that you can, that, that you know, if you want to be able to compete, you have to speak to one person. You have to speak directly to that one person and use the language that they use because they are bombarded with messaging and their brain is just filtering out stuff that's not important. Oh, that's not important. That's not important. Scroll, scroll, scroll. I'm not going to stop at that ad because that's not important. So if your brain is doing all of these things and trying to filter out all this messaging, speaking to everybody or speaking like everybody or trying to talk to everybody at once is just going to have you end up being um, lost in the sauce. You're not going to be able to create an actual one-on-one -on -one connections because you're so focused on talking to everybody that you're excluding the people, that you're not making the people who actually do need your offer and do have the problem that you that you are trying to solve. You really are kind of excluding them from the conversation, just treating them like they're just a sea of people out there like everybody else. And everybody wants to feel like they're special and that they are heard. Um, and so I love that those uh, mistakes that you mentioned, those were, and those tips that were really, really good. I have friends who are vegetarians. I could never convince them to eat steak, no matter how delicious the steak is. Yeah, I could tell them it was sustainably sourced. I could tell them it's prime USDA cut, made by the a five star chef. They won't bite, no pun intended, because it's not their thing. So nothing is for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love that point, right? Like nothing is for everyone, and it's okay for you to target the people who you can best serve, right? Like when I, th I think about, you know, um, with my course and all the other things that I'm doing, right? I don't talk to beginners too much. And even like, you know, thinking about this podcast, like if you are someone who is just starting out in your business and you haven't made any sales yet, some of the stuff that we say on this show may go over your head because you're just like, I don't know who my clients are. I don't know what my offer is. And, and that's a part of it, right? Like I, I'm, I'm a business owner. You have a business and all that kind of stuff. So we know it's a part of it, like figuring out who your people are and, you know, figuring out what the messaging is. All of that stuff takes time and it takes testing and it takes intention. But I don't can't I can't help everybody. Right. I can't, you know, give you business 101 and then also serve my audience of people who need that business 301 information. Um, and so it's OK for you to speak directly to your people because your people will connect with you and they're looking for you. They're looking for someone that speaks their language, that speaks directly to the problems that they're having. So I love um, love all that you said. So what are some of the trends in, within messaging and in marketing that we should be looking for or aware of in 2023? And we talked a little bit about um, AI earlier. So I would love to know if that's something that you are watching as far as it, when it pertains to messaging and um, if that fits in with anything, um, any of the trends that we, that we as business owners need to be aware of this year when we're thinking about growth um, when it comes to messaging. Two big ones. And I'll start with AI since we touched on that briefly. I think we need to be looking at AI as an ingredient on the list of recipe that 
we already have and not as the chef. So we have to define our relationship with AI and maximize the benefits that are available to us rather than see it as a, as a threat because it's here and it's only going to get better, faster, mm-hmm. scarier. So if we can get ahead of it, I think we can start to find ways to use it in a way that's beneficial. And I like to think of the, the relationship between a marketer and generative AI specifically, because there's so many different kinds. So generative AI interfaces like chat GPT and the like, I like to think of that relationship as I am the chef as a marketer, and this is one of the ingredients. Now, no one, no one goes to a, 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 a four-star Michelin, uh, four-star restaurant because they are so excited to meet the ingredients. So the ingredient is not the star, it's the chef that they're going for. Uh, and I think that if we look at it from that perspective, then maybe we can start to get more comfortable with the idea that generative AI is here to stay. So that's one. If you're creating a lot of technical content, AI can do that better and faster. But if you're creating content that has your story in it, your lived experiences in it, you still have the advantage over AI right now. The second trend that I think we need to be watching from a messaging perspective is connection. So what people really seek when they go online is not an ad, it's not a marketing piece of content. What they're seeking is the same thing that we seek when we're offline, which is connection, something that we can connect with. So a lot of the content that gets passed around to friends, the things that we DM people and share and, and, and pass around to others are things that we connect with in some way. So it makes us laugh, it makes us happy, or, or it makes us um, go, wow, I didn't know that. Uh, or maybe it makes us sad, but it makes us feel something. So rather than trying to compete by dialing up the noise or dialing up the content frequency, I think we need to be dialing up the connection that's inherent in our message. Yeah, that's definitely, that is, I love those two trends because I think that they are definitely top of mind for a lot of business owners out there. I mean, I know that I I use AI and I've done an episode on how I use AI. If y'all want to go back and listen to it, it's in 32, maybe something like that. Um, But you know, I love when you said that it's an ingredient, not the chef. And that's such a great a great example with a restaurant. It's like, yeah, like if I'm going to go to a really nice restaurant, um, I'm likely going for the chef. I'm not going because they have the best beef in town, right? Like I'm not going because they have garlic that was grown and aged for 17 years, right? Like I'm going because as a, you know, because the person who is leading the charge has use their skills and their expertise and their brilliance to create something amazing for me to connect with and for me and, and amazing for me to enjoy. Yeah, you like the way they put it together. So there are people that may come to your channel, one of your many channels, uh, Stacy, and say, you know what? I really like the way Stacy makes this content accessible to me, even though there are other people that play in your space. They're like, but I actually like the way she puts it together because I can understand it and implement it. Or I like the way she puts it together because that's where I am in my business journey. As you mentioned, this isn't going to be 
the best for 101 people. They can get value out of it, but it's going to be for people that are seeking to up-level or people that are seeking to get the most out of their, their Facebook ads, their social media ads, their messaging, what have you. But there are people that will, that will say, you know what, I, I, I don't understand any of it. I need to go back and maybe take uh, other courses or pay attention to other content creators first, but, but that's okay. And that's what we're talking about is we have to be really clear about who it is that we're here to serve. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have to be clear for sure. And I, I love what you also said that instead of dialing up the frequency, we talk, we, we dial up the connection because that's definitely something that I think, you know, we can get lost. And especially with AI thinking like, you know, AI can spit out blog posts after blog posts or, or you know, all that kind of stuff which is fine or it can spit out so many social media posts and that's fine. But if you're not connecting with people and you're not infusing your connection into those messages and into, and, and into those blog posts and those social posts, then it's just going to become a sea of, con it's just going to get lost in the sea of content, right? So now you're just creating content after content after content, but you're not actually, you know, seeing your revenue move or you're not seeing more people be connected and, you know, come into your business or get, you're not generating more leads or sales because you're not connecting with people. You're just posting, right? And you're just putting out as, as much content as possible. And I think that, you know, or I know that like, you know, back in the day with social, you know, there, there was a piece of it, right? Where if you just posted a bunch, you would get seen and they'll be fine. Oh, that, that was, was the strategy in the yeah. early stages of social. That was that, that was it. Just yeah. be consistent, post every day and you will see a high level of engagement. Yeah. The things have, things have changed. Yeah. Things, things have, have shifted. Things have definitely shifted. And it's, and things I want um, us, uh, you know, CEOs out there and our, our business owners and our marketers out there to understand that these things shift not because of platforms, but because of people. Like people are actually, you know, your customers are the ones who are influencing these platforms to change. Like I remember when I worked at Zappos and I was meeting with Facebook reps all the time, you know, every week we were meeting with TikTok every week. These, and we were, we were able to get into beta programs, things that haven't launched yet, you know, but these platforms, so I see firsthand, these platforms are trying to keep up with us, right? Like we think that we're trying to keep up with these platforms, but that's not really what's happening. We, these platforms are trying to keep up with us. And as, if we mm. say we want deeper messaging and we, and they, and they see that we want connection, that's why you're starting to, you know, that's why, how they change their algorithms and things like that. They really, really want us to stay on their platforms and as, because that's how they make money. <laughs> but if, so if we, if we as a society are like, Hey, I want connection. They're going to be like, how do we build connection into our platform so we can keep people on here longer? So mm. don't think that, you know, so, so understand that yes, these tools are available for us. And yes, they do help us do our, what our jobs are, are better. But at the same time, these tools are really, you know, when they're best used and then when and then they're in their best form, they are trying to keep up with us. And so we have to understand that we influence how these platforms are going to, you know, showcase our content. So, we think that the platforms are training us, but we're actually training the platforms. Yeah. 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 We are. Yeah. We, and then and, and that's the, that's, that's what's happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, no, that's just so true. As, as we crave connection, these, these communities are building, like, these platforms are building, like, how do we build in connection? That's why Reels, you know, really kind of took off. It's like people have short attention spans. How do we give them content in a short, you know, in a short, packaged way you know tiktok really kind of changed the game with that with its, um, the amount of content that we could consume in a couple seconds um and that helped you know and our attention spans have shrunk and have have been shrinking over time and so these platforms are like okay well how do we 
make it so that people are going to stay on our platform, even though they have short attention spans. We need to be able to, you know, give them those dopamine rushes of new, 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 <laughs> or, you know, these snippets of content so that they stay on these platforms longer. Um, so it, yeah. it's definitely important for us to know. So I want to talk about and shift a little bit because we talked a lot about messaging and we've talked a lot about trends and mistakes and all that kind of stuff. But I want to talk yeah. about your book. I want to talk about why did you write The Art of Messaging and who is it for? That's a great question. So I have been obsessed with messaging for most of my marketing career. I've just been fascinated with the way that the best brands message to their audiences. So think Apple, think Nike, how they go about messaging and insurance companies, right? They sell what is highly perceived as a boring product, but if you think about some of the most resonant advertising messages of our time, it's Geico, it's State Farm. We know these things by heart. And so I, I was studying this when I was on the agency side, and I had the honor and privilege of working with a variety of brands across multiple industries. My team back then, uh, the content team, I was the director of content marketing strategy, and my team had the responsibility of touching almost 40 brands across all of their channels. And so I was looking for a way to harness the most impactful kinds of messages that would resonate with audiences, regardless of industry. And then I wanted to codify that. So that was when the seed of the idea was planted. And as I studied what worked and what didn't, both within my brands and also the best brands in the world, I started to notice a pattern and I started to pay close attention. And what I realized was that all the copywriters were saying, look for the benefits inherent in a brand, extract the benefits and then sell the benefits. That was the top. That was where you stopped, right? So it was all about benefit extraction. But what I noticed was that there was a layer above benefits extraction that was even more powerful, and that is transformation. So a benefit is, what is it good for? How can it help me? Transformation is, who would I become at the end of this interaction? And so I wrote The Art of Messaging for marketers and entrepreneurs who want to harness the most impactful messages inherent within their products or services to help them stand out in our ever increasingly noisy world. I love that. That is, I, I, I find it interesting when you, when I talk to marketers and we, and everybody has like a different area of marketing that's fascinating to them. Um, like, you know, with messaging and storytelling of yours, for me, it's always been like consumer behavior. Like why do people buy the things that they buy and what is the psychology behind why this message resonates or why this ad resonates versus why this ad resonates on the consumer side. So I, lo I love just learning about the different areas that people are fascinated with of marketing because I find that everybody's area is just kind of like, it piques their interest in a different kind of way. And then the way that they approach marketing is just so um, unique, but then also really, really important and impactful. So that has been awesome. So thanks so much for coming on the show and giving us all this great information about messaging. It's been really, really great chatting with you. Tell everybody where they can buy the book and how they can connect with you if they want to stay connected and learn uh, more about what you do. 
Thank you, Stacey, for having me. I am available online as Henry Adasso on all the social channels. And my website is henryadasso.com, H-E-N-R-Y-A-D-A-S-O.com. And the art of messaging is available on Amazon. And Stacey, thank you once again for having me. This is an energizing way to, to end the day. Definitely. Yeah, definitely for sure. Thanks so much for coming on. All right, y'all. So all of the links to that we mentioned today will be in the show notes. So make sure you go to the show notes and um, check out, um, you'll find Henry's links there to connect with him on socials and find it's linked to buy the book on Amazon. So um, make sure that again, you are following the show. If you have not followed the show yet, definitely make sure you're following it. We have new episodes every Tuesday. And if you are found something super helpful from today, if you found something impactful, definitely make sure you leave us a review because that definitely helps us to grow the show and to get more people uh, aware of what we're doing over here and Roadmap to 1 million. So thanks again for joining in this episode. I will talk to y'all next week. OMG, that episode was packed with gems. Are you ready for more? Head over to stacyzeal.co slash podcast to get the show notes and to sign up to get our top five podcast episodes to help you streamline your marketing so you can make this your million dollar year. Head over to stacyzeal.co slash podcast.